to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 222, The Ambassadors of Death. My name is John, and joining me is my friend, or not my friend, wait, he is my friend again, I can never tell because he's a quadruple agent, is my good friend Taylor? Taylor, uh, hello. Hi. <laughs> How are John, you? I'm I'm confused. I you know what? Well, me too. All right, fair. Me too. Very fair. Taylor, how you doing? Um, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. This was the first day kind of the kids back to school, the wife back to work after spring break, so I'm frankly exhausted. Oh boy. Uh, oh yeah. Not to mention not to mention I'm cleaning up some other people's messes at work. I'm just going to leave it at that and that too is making me kind of exhausted. Well, I mean, uh, I this is uh, you've not said anything to me about this, but you know that that happens sometimes when somebody leaves work. Uh, it does. It yeah. does indeed. It does indeed. And and yeah, we've we've had a retirement in the department, and uh, I've had to take over a lot of projects. Yes, suffice it to say. There but you, go. you know, life does go on, and there is still stuff making me happy this fortnight how are you how are you more importantly uh, i'm doing i'm doing well um i'm trying to think of uh of what i've been up to oh oh my goodness yeah that yeah uh it was wrestlemania week last week and i stupidly uh didn't realize that when i said yeah taylor let's do a seven parter but <laughs> taylor i powered through i i fit geared i i need to do this in one sitting on Sunday, and I did you it before did. night two of WrestleMania, and uh, yeah, I did it all in one sitting. This might be the first time ever that we have both watched the entire uh, story that we're reviewing before the day that we record. Yeah, I think so. Because I as well finished yesterday, yesterday afternoon. Yeah, and you were you were on watching as well at the same time. I could see your little icon in the Google Doc. Oh, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we didn't have any Doctor Who to watch today for either of us. No, it's weird. That is literally a first. I think it has to be. I think it, it, might, it might have happened maybe once, but that who knows? Maybe two hundred episodes ago, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> or you know what? I, I will go be as bold as to say it. It has happened when we, um, you know, we're in series when we're live with the series. Well, okay, yes, I will. I will give you that. But like when we're in the off season, yes, it is mostly, uh, you know, it's it's seven fifty four local time, and I've just finished. <laughs> yes. Ay ay Well, yeah. I mean, it's been it's been a uh, it's been a heck of a weekend. I've watched a lot of wrestling. I've watched a lot of Doctor Who, and I'm still behind on wrestling. Um, <laughs> basically, I, I won't bore you with the details but there were two streaming sites running shows for four days so like five four or five shows for like four or five days that's yeah wow i I kept up with one of them and i finished that out last night and then i started in on the other one and that's just you know 
from the from the weekend this doesn't count you know i'm a big japanese wrestling fan so right right oh it's a lot it's a lot taylor uh but um look folks it's it's like turning on uh doctor who's pluto tv channel and brit box and hbo max all at the same time i mean i i didn't do that this year i have done (laughs) that in years past and it's absolute mayhem i think at one point i had three wrestling shows on and on a, te- a separate television i had the mets game on so oh God. yeah yeah like, oh boy it's like a, my own personal sports bar <laughs> yeah i was gonna say hopefully somebody was making wings in the background i, th- I you know i did ha- i did have wings tonight so okay fair there you go nice. um all right so let us get to what is making us happy this fortnight uh taylor you want to take it away yeah yeah um honestly Surprisingly enough, there are, despite work right now, uh, there are a few things. I'm going to just pick two of them. Um, last week, Friday? Yeah, I think they both arrived Friday. Um, I was, no, sorry, Saturday. Um, I was very excited um, to receive my uh, membership kit for the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and the Occult. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Greg and Dana Newkirk and uh, uh, the whole Hellier gang. Um, yeah. you. If you are a supporter of theirs on Patreon long enough, you get a membership kit complete with buttons and stickers and a membership card. That Very you can cool. You can only get this way. And I finally got it. And it's awesome. And I've always felt like a part of that community uh, from the get go. But boy, I tell you what, that this kind of stuff makes it like, oh, this is like official. Official, Yes. Yes. It is very, very cool. Not only that, but late on the evening of April Fool's Day, um, they announced that the very next morning, um, the season two hell your blu-rays were going on sale ah yes i did see that yeah and so at 5 30 a.m friday morning as soon as i get up and i am dressed and out of the shower um i plop my butt down on the couch and i go okay quick i've got to order this right now (laughs) um they sold out same day great um there's a second pressing in the works um i don't know if you press blue a second burning in the works that just doesn't sound right yeah, pressing sounds more official. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it also arrived uh, this past Saturday. And I spent a chunk of today not listening to podcasts, but and thankfully not having to watch Doctor Who, and instead watching <laughs> the bonus features like deleted scenes or an entire hypnosis session or oh. even better, outtakes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. Was there oh, any yes. Easter egg in there about season three? Come on. Um, no, but throughout, um, and, and I, I will be honest, I mean, the simple fact that five hours after season two dropped, Greg gets an email that kind of blows a whole new part of the case wide open. There's definitely a season three. It's just the pandemic has put the brakes on, you know, being able to get boots on the ground in places. Fine. So it, it is going to happen. It will happen. It just, it will happen in its own in, time. In due time. In due time. Um, I tell you, some of the deleted scenes, I'm like, why did you guys leave that out? That's mind blowing and stuff like that. So interesting. Anyway, 
that's all making me very happy. Plus, you know, I think I think at least six out of the ten episodes in the second season have commentary tracks. Oh, that's I fun. Love, always love a good commentary track. So. That's great. Yes. Love it. Yes, yes. All right. So for me, uh this Fortnite yeah. I got I got a I got a bunch of stuff, I guess. Uh, wrestling. Re- wrestling. Wrestling was <laughs> good. I had a good stream post WrestleMania two hours. Wow. Uh, yeah. I was remote. Everyone else was in studio because they were all vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Oh, yeah. I get my second vaccination on Friday. There you go. There's another thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, no worries. Uh, what else is making me happy? Uh, baseball is back. I don't think baseball was back when we recorded. Was it? I can't remember. I, I don't think it, it might have been right on the cusp. Yeah. I can't remember. But what baseball's back. March? Yeah. I think. I th- it might have not been back yet. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, baseball's back. I'm, that's making me happy, even though there have been many rain delays. And for the Mets, their opener was delayed by the other team having COVID. That's crazy. Which sucks. But, uh, it, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they've only played like four or five games, and everyone else is like, we're in the double digits now. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's a bit of a bummer. But baseball's back, and I you know, love watching baseball highlights, so that's fun. What else? Uh, we have planned not only a, I guess it's a, I, it would be a work from home, but my parents' home, we're going to go up after we're both fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. We're going to go up. Oh, and we should probably see if that lands on a record week. At the end of May, we're going to go up okay. for a week. Um, and then in August or July, I can't remember when we booked the flight, uh, we're going to fly back home to visit Lauren's family. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, you know, and ver- <laughs> the the flight sailor were so cheap, we upgraded to first class. Nice. So, Take advantage of it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever flown first class, so I'm pretty excited about that. The last time that we flew to Tennessee, which is two, two summers ago now, mm-hmm. um, we were in a position that we could very affordably upgrade to first class. And we went ahead and did it figures. Hey, how many times in your life do you get to fly first class, you know, as a regular Joe Schmo and, and right. yeah, let's do it. And yeah, it's pretty awesome. Great. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that. And I also got, um, extended at my job. So I have, a, hey. yeah, I have a job through August, the end of August. Awesome. Oh wait, no, the end of September. My Even better. Yeah. So Even better. a lot of stuff. Making me happy. There you go. Cool. All right. Let's move on to the Who News, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. And um, we, we open, uh, sadly, with a, with a couple of passings. Uh, David Kaiser, uh, he voiced the Atraxi in the 11th hour, um, which, strangely enough, I think we just, we just recently in the past couple of weeks passed the 11th anniversary of the 11th hour. Um, but he has passed at the age of 93. Oh, that's Prisoner Zero, right? Uh, that is, I believe that is the voice. Prisoner Zero is, for. yes, great. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bummer. So he voiced a bunch of giant eyeballs, <laughs> basically. Um, so yeah. And and also uh, having uh, passed in this past two weeks, Myra Francis, uh, who played Lady Arasta in The Creature from the Pit. I don't know why I have to roll my R in Arasta, but I do. Uh, she has passed at the age of 78. Uh, creature from the pit. I do believe we have reviewed that one because how can you read yeah. a name like yes. Lady Agosta? Yeah, I'm looking at stills, and we I can yeah. confirm we have indeed reviewed this. 
great costume great costume work. oh yeah 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 and and some pretty goofy looking monsters if i recall correctly <laughs> um well you know there's a lot of early new who can we say that now early early modern who i don't you know, know. it's i mean going on. it seems a little weird saying that yeah because what it's been oh boy tw- it's been 20 2006 oh not 20 years yet it's been 18 no oh my god it's been 15 or 16 thank years you, thank you wow um yeah it's, i mean i i I've, it, i would just early classic i don't or early yeah, modern early, I don't early know. modern yeah. mid-century modern yeah. there you go i'd watch that um anyway anyway I, I what i'm trying to allude to is the fact that hey we've got you know ninth doctor big finishes coming next month next month oh yeah i gotta get those very excited for that um but don't expect at least according to the article over here at cult box don't expect to see billy piper returning to doctor who anytime soon i'm okay with that but yeah i'm, I'm know. fine with that too <laughs> i mean look i'm fine i'm fine with it yeah she, she came back I, it was fun moving on exactly exactly so um you know she she's got her things to do man she's she's got a film to promote called rare beasts uh, that she wrote, directed, and starred in. Oh wow! Like, good for you. Yeah, that's cool. You know, Rocket. Don't 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 worry about us over at Doctor Who. There's a whole rotating cast of characters for us to get focused on. Like, you know, literally anyone else. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So, Listen, anyway, I'll I'll say it. Yes. Although I, I will say that, of course, you know, rumors this time of year love going around and they of course say hey who would you love to see play the next doctor and she goes helena bonham carter oh my god she has got some madcap energy that would be crazy i'm i'm you know i'm not against it i'm not against it either i'm not against it so long as tim burton never directs an episode um i i wouldn't i wouldn't hate that (laughs) really yeah no no joke i don't think i'd hate that I think that'd be very interesting. I I suppose it would. I mean, I am the type of person who will be like, let's just try these two, you know, mismatched flavors together to see what they're like. So I suppose I, I could see that. Yeah. Seems like Tim Burton puts Helena Bonham Carter in absolutely everything he does. Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. as you do. Yeah. Um, now, you, you want to talk about two weird flavors that go together. Toast and Cole, right? Yes. He has been cast... In a remake of the 1990s comedy movie House Party. Yeah, um, <laughs> I this, I did this not know that. Yes, it could be very interesting. I'm very interested and to see what happens there, folks. If you are, you know, uh, young enough to not have any idea what I'm talking about when I say the movie House Party, um, <laughs> go go look up House Party. Um, yeah. This is really like of all things to reboot in terms of film house party. Okay. Um, we've got LeBron James, uh, as one of the producers of all things. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, this, this could be big. I mean, this could be really cool. This is interesting. Um, not only that, but the real kicker is that the link and I'm honestly going to, Put it in the show notes, but I'm going to encourage people not to click on it because my little plugin is saying that there's 125 trackers on the site. Well, um, 
<laughs> comes from the Inside Northern Virginia News website. So, um, yeah, closing that link right now. Yeah. Thank you, Malwarebytes. Um, anyway, just rest assured, keep your eyes out for a reboot of House Party with Tosin Cole in it. I don't know if we will get him having the tall... I, the see, tall I don't line. know if it'll be him or if it'll be uh, the... Oh, my goodness, Jorge uh, Lindenborg Jr. I don't know who yeah. who it will be. Who will have know. the tall I'm I'm hair. just excited to see the hairdos. Will the hairdos be kid and play style the same way? They have to be. I, I, I would be sad if they weren't let's just put it that way yes i would also be very bummed if they were not that is so that is a fact but something anyway, that is also a fact don't click on the link. do not click on the link something that is also a fact is we watched the ambassadors of death this week starring john pertwee as the doctor caroline john as liz shaw nicholas courtney as the mf and brig and what, what? <laughs> and john uh Abenary as General Carrington. Is he on our side? Is he not on our side? Who knows? Uh, it was written by David Whitaker and directed by Michael Ferguson. It first aired March 21st through May 2nd, 1970, and it is the third story of season seven. And as I scroll, we have a slew of story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia. So, Taylor, take it away. Indeed, indeed. And let's also recognize that we are right now in the midst of what would be the 51st anniversary of the airing of this story. Woo! Another great reason to choose it. And you know, I say it every time I see them, we love working titles when we find them. So the working titles for this story included The Invaders from Mars. Okay. I think that one's been used. Yep. Um, Invaders from Mars, just dropping the definite article. Um, again, I think it's been used. And the Carriers of Death. The Carriers of Death is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you couldn't call it the Touch of Death because I'm very sure that is was already taken. Uh, Ambassadors of Death is fine because you know when we get into the story, yeah, these, yeah. these poor aliens. I know. Literally, we will we will talk about we'll it. We'll get, talk about we'll get to it. We'll get but to yes, it. and and honestly, the Carriers of Death. I mean, it still fits with the the theme that we're on of death. Yes. Um, but at the same time, it does kind of have this like zombie plague kind of feel to it. Yeah. And our ambassadors are kind of zombie like at times. Um, anyway, just a note, uh, an unusual title sequence, which we will talk about. This was very interesting. It was used for the serial with the sequence cutting off after the show's logo, repeating the previous week's cliffhanger and then returning to the titles for the serial's name, the writer, the episode number, an extra little sting sound and the whole thing being slightly off center. But I will focus on that another time. Yeah. Just a we'll focus on it just a little bit later. I'm excited just to talk a about it later. Yeah. David Whitaker named this as his least favorite of the stories he wrote, possibly because he ended up writing very little of it. <laughs> Most of it oh was actually written by Malcolm Hulk, who went uncredited for contractual reasons. Uh, this actually turned out to be Whitaker's final contribution to the series. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah. um, so apart from Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart, who retained his regular uniform, all unit ranks wore new futuristic looking uniforms, which only were ever featured in this particular story. Oh, 
The usual Velcro fastened jacket, shirt, and tie were replaced on this occasion with a zip-up jacket without lapels worn over a polo neck sweater. Here's your fancy future fashions of 1970. Yes. uh, Which you will never see again. Now, John, this one next one might shock you. The TARDIS console prop is shown for the first time outside of the TARDIS itself. Wait, what? Yep. Let me say that again. The TARDIS console prop is shown for the first time outside of the TARDIS itself. I saw your note yesterday when we were both on the Google Doc, and I went, I should leave a comment in. Oh, wait, no, I'll just spread him tomorrow with it. That's not. I was like, oh, this looks cool. That's just a room. That's that's just the room. He's pulled the console out of the TARDIS and he's working on it. Uh, all right. <laughs> because the TARDIS had been temporarily shelved as a plot device. Dude, it's a time travel show. How do you shelve your time vehicle? But anyway. Well, I mean, they kind of uh, I mean, they they did kind of. Right. I mean, he couldn't remember yeah. how to do it. To, exactly. He couldn't remember how to do it, folks. That's oh that's boy. how I say oh boy. that's how I say he couldn't remember how to operate his TARDIS, apparently. Welcome. Welcome to Podcast After Dark. My uh, goodness. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Um so because the TARDIS had been temporarily shelved as a plot device, um the elements of the console room set, which had been placed in storage. Uh, the console was obviously pulled out uh, for studio recording in February of 1970. Now seven years in use, it had suffered a, gre- a degree of wear and tear requiring the addition of replacement knobs and buttons for those that had fallen off. Of course, it made its last appearance in the following serial, another seven-parter, Inferno, which is an amazing oh, story. Oh, yes, absolutely. Before the props damage was diagnosed as extensive enough to warrant a redesign. Just just keep it going until it completely falls apart. Yeah. Just just right it to the wheels fall off. Ugh. Anyway, this is the second of two consecutive Doctor Who stories directed by Michael Ferguson in which the title contains the words the something of death. The first being the seeds of death. Ah uh, yes. Which we quite watched literally in just watched two episodes ago. Yeah. Yep. Um, now, here's an interesting one. I had no idea of this connection. Uh, Caroline John's husband, Jeffrey Beavers, who would later appear as the master in The Keeper of Trocken, plays Private Johnson. Really? I don't know how much of a part Private Johnson has in this story. I don't remember hearing the name at any point at all. I feel like he sure takes enough. a phone call. I feel like the brig takes a phone call from him. I know he also takes a phone call from Benton. So, I mean, I don't know. Yep, yep. <laughs> Benton I at least recognized. Yes, Benton. I was like, hey, Benton, what's up? <laughs> well, interestingly enough, David Whitaker originally pitched the script for the previous, this this particular script for the previous season. Thus, the story was initially developed to feature the second Doctor, Jamie and Zoe. Oh. As such, it was set well into the future and didn't include Unit. Uh, when all three actors left the program at the end of season six, it was rewritten to fit, obviously, the revamp for the In- third doctor very interesting yeah huh well who would play your uh, i would i would be very interested to see that script right i wonder how much they took from it interesting mm-hmm. very interesting all yeah. right taylor we've got a world famous synopsis from you so uh hit us with it please The Doctor and Liz are called in to help with the apparent disappearance of three astronauts. But before, sorry, but those astronauts are not what they seem. Nailed it. 
dad jokes. Uh, as the mystery unfolds, forces within the military are working with others to use these creatures for their own purposes. Stealing, killing, nothing is beneath them. But when the mothership rocks up with their Venetian blinds down, a new plot is hatched to destroy the aliens. Can the Doctor and Liz get through to the ambassadors before there's even more of death? Love it. Okay, Taylor. Um, let's uh, let's start with our overall feelings before we start getting into the uh, the nitty gritty, if you will. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, it, it was good. I mean, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, it, it there was definitely a lot of back and forth. Um, just between our different characters and our different like factions and, you know, space. And there's just, there's stuff that could have been tightened up a bit. I feel like you probably could have trimmed maybe two episodes out of this, not just from the pacing, right? but just from tightening stuff up. So it's not like, oh, well, this person's escaped and now they're captured and then they've escaped and they've been captured again. And now it's happened a third time. It's like, do, do we do we need it three times? Um, but all of that said, the story did keep me guessing as to the nature of the ambassadors for quite some time. And that was good. Yeah, I mean, I I would say I'm I'm that good to decent. I feel mm-hmm. like I agree with you. That we could have cleaned this up a little bit. It could have been a lot tighter in some places. It maybe could have had. I don't know if I'd say it could lose two episodes which is weird for me to say. I'd say maybe if it lost one, we'd be good. Okay. Um, you don't I, have a lot of seven partners in Doctor Who. No, you don't. But I think, you have, I think you have two this season. Yes, back to back, no less. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I could see it there. Other than that, I mean, there was, a, there was a lot going on. You had the mystery of the ambassadors. You had the mystery of what happened to the three astronauts and if were they these ambassadors we don't know and then you had the mystery of who's on whose side because there was a lot like this i guess at its core was a an espionage kind of spy story pretty much yeah um yeah just a lot going on here and i mean overall yes i did enjoy it but it could have been a little a little tighter one thing that i mean we just need to talk about at at great length is the these cold opens Mm -hmm. because i think i was just watching it and the cold open happened i went out loud i went whoa (laughs) yep Yep. whoa what's going on my reaction so basically you know we start off i mean if we want an example of it first episode we have our astronaut he's in space and we're just basically kind of going through the motions with him and he says he's made contact right or something like that yeah and then it just goes it the the who theme plays again and then it says the ambassadors and then of death like there's a big yes. old pause with, with an extra sting yes sound and goes, yeah and they did this for every episode yep like they instead of like doing full credits and then going into the preview from from last week, just to catch you up, because, you know, when we binge these, we forget these were week to week. Right. They did it where it was the cold open was the preview from last week. Yeah. And I friggin loved this. It, it, it worked to pretty, pretty decent effect. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, it, it just it's just different enough to kind of go, oh, oh, yeah. 
I really need to be paying attention right now because <laughs> yes. they don't normally do this. No. Now, now, of course, the one go ahead. Oh, the one thing that grabs my attention is, of course, because I'm an editor by trade, I feel like my eye has gotten acutely sharp to symmetry and stuff. So, of course, you've got the opening sequence effect in the background, which is a mirror effect. So you've got a very well-delineated line down the middle of the screen, and then you have the ambassadors. And it is shifted to the right of the screen like half a letter. Yes. And it's just enough for you to go, ah, uh, why is that Why is that not centered? Why didn't they center that? Um, but is, is that, in the grand scheme of things, a big deal? No, it's me being nitpicky and, and just going like, oh, you've done this new thing and it's kind of neat and, yeah. you know, you're changing things up, but I'm going to take half a point off because... The you don't have things aligned, yes. Now, <laughs> is this the only time they did this? That I know of, yeah. I didn't see anything That's crazy. in the show notes to indicate that it had been done uh, in other stories. Yeah, I mean, this. This also, I mean, if it hasn't, this makes this story even a little more unique than, mm-hmm. than I don't know if it, you know, if it already is unique. It, I feel it's pretty unique. Um one thing that I thought was super unique about just the story that was a it was a pretty big part in I'd say episodes one and two and maybe a little bit of three, then it disappeared until our last episode mm-hmm. was um this news reporter. Yes. Who is basically he he's using our view as like he's talking to us, the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's, you know, technically it's supposed to be his television audience. And he kind of helps us he helps us along here and he's uh, yeah, kind it's, of it's a kind of a greek chorus yeah he's letting us know what's going on with the like we've been you know these people have been up and or they've gone on this mission to find the space station uh it's taken a long time they're gonna make contact now we've lost con like he's kind of just wrapping it up for us because a lot is going on yeah and I'm really impressed in the first episode where we have um, basically it's, it's almost, it's almost like an onion in a sense where, you know, we, we, before the, you know, our cold open where we're in the control room and we're watching mission control talk to the ship. Yes. Right. Recovery seven. Um, I think at times we actually cut to being inside Recovery 7. We do, which is great. They use this really cool, like, blue tinted mm-hmm. effect on the screen. Yeah. So so we've got Recovery 7 as, like, like, the center of the onion. We go back one step. We're at Mission Control. We go back another step, and we have our news reporter who's, like, watching an episode of Doctor Who and narrating <laughs> Yes. Um, and it's it's it's... It's just this interesting effect because we kind of like jump between these layers for a little while. Yeah. Um, especially in this first episode. Um, and it's, yeah, there there comes a moment where I'm like, okay, this is totally the Spaceballs thing. But it's the news reporter and he's narrating this episode of Doctor Who we're watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then, I mean, he comes back at the end and because mm-hmm. we're, we're about to, to blow this whole alien thing wide open on live television. That's right, man. Disclosure. Disclosure 1970. <laughs> um, and 
Yeah, I thought it was an interesting way to kind of like, uh, you know, we we're getting bombarded by many characters as as classic Who does in the beginning. Yeah, and it was nice to be like, <laughs> this is going to sound weird. It was nice to have a, a character introduced them to go away. A bunch of other characters either die or just are gone, and then it's like, hey, remember me from the beginning? I'm back now. Yeah. It's like, oh, I remember this guy. He didn't stick around the entire time. That's great. So I know what his deal is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was that was pretty interesting. Another thing that was just kind of like I either really liked it or didn't were um, the cliffhangers. There were some very good cliffhangers in the story. I tried to make a point of, of making a comment on each one of them because I had a feeling we'd end up talking about them. Yeah, I mean, the first one, uh, I believe... Because there's a lot of like twists and turns here where you think everyone is working for the government and then it turns out like most of them aren't and they're kind yeah. of just working on the side. Basically, like the, this, this shadow element kind yeah, of at work. Yes, like where it's like I'm 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 a cap I'm captive here. No, I'm not. But now mm-hmm. I am. It's just like there's yeah. a lot of like triple triple agents double agents but basically it all boils down to our our big bad who is uh general carrington right who is an ex-astronaut who encountered our ambassadors and he's like yeah we we were like hey guys what's going on and they killed us with one touch they killed Mm -hmm. my friends and i'm i'm mad about it and i'm gonna expose them and we're gonna blow them up yeah, and the aliens are like, "Hey, man, we're just ambassadors, and I mean, sorry about the touch of death. Our bad. <laughs> Our bad. We're also yeah. in, we're also invincible. Yeah, for the most part, to gunfire, and there was a lot of gunfire in this. Oh story. boy, yep. Just uh, spoiler alert: uh, the Doug and Scale <laughs> might be pretty high here. It, yeah, there is. You know, for for a show that started off quote unquote as a children's show, um, you know, in less than ten years, it's it's gotten fairly violent. Yes. Now we don't we don't we don't have any any blood. No. You know, and I don't know about uh, uh, the source that you watched these from, but for me, at least for a bit, some of the gunfire and the death, the audio did not match up. And oh. I'm sitting here going, I'm like, is this just how it's running on my hardware? Yes. Or is, like, did this get messed up somewhere? Because it's very not believable uh, with I, the sound not matching the action. I can confirm that that is your cut. Okay. Because I think okay, you might be, my cut, yes, from the original days, yeah? Yes, from the original days. Right. Um, and uh, for some reason, my cut uh, also just randomly goes between color and black and white at times. Uh, yes, it, it's been. It was very entertaining. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm on BritBox now. Okay. See, I should have just watched on BritBox. Do you have BritBox? Uh, we've got it through Amazon Prime. Oh, you should just watch it through there. So I could have done that, but it was like, okay, I'm gonna have to go use Kobe's login because he's the one who signed up for it. And right. I was like, yeah, I'll just grab the files. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's suddenly black and white. Oh, it's suddenly color again. Oh, oh boy. It's gone back to black and white. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, so I mean our our big bad captures these people. Basically he's trying to he's trying to communicate with them because they don't communicate 
through. They basically need some, like the TARDIS, you know, communicator thing. Yeah, the Doctor ends up having. Well, Liz helps build like a rudimentary. Yeah, like the little uh, handheld kind of, one. Yeah, like a little device of like walk this way, turn left. You know, here's my joystick controller kind of thing. Um, and the Doctor eventually builds something that they can actually use to communicate with. Yeah. Um, yeah. These guys, they have their, their super secret uh, uh, static charge power. You know, you get that one friend who shuffled his feet across the carpet. Yes. And suddenly he's an ambassador of death. Absolutely. Um, but like, it was so sad when we finally communicate with them and they're like, Hey, uh, can you please stop making us kill people? We just, we're just ambassadors. <laughs> Yes, I know. It just, man, like just the real villains are the humans because that's what we're going to do. We're just going to exploit yes. these aliens uh, to kill a whole mess of people. Oh, yeah. And steal stuff. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's 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 pretty nuts. <laughs> but it the, the, it cliff, the cliffhangers are equally as crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe we're going to... Because there is a, he's a scientist or a doctor, I can't remember. And the guy who's in charge of the government um, space station is like, at first, the doctor's like, you're a complete idiot. <laughs> and Briggs like, hey, man, can you not talk to him like that? We're all trying to figure out what's going on here. And he's like, right, sorry, chap. <laughs> My bad. And I told you so. I told you so. And he... He's like I the I thought this was so weird but also I mean I get it but it felt very like third gradeish where the doctor was promised computer time. <laughs> it just felt like oh, like God. he was going to his dad and he's like I was promised computer time and That's right. my brother is not giving it to me. <laughs> this dad. is crap dad. <laughs> so he, so dad gets on the screen and he goes I told you to give him computer time. Give him the computer time. He goes all right dad. And they go to, you know, they go to him and he pulls a gun on them. So that's our first instance of, oh, this guy's working for someone else. Right. And then our second cliffhanger is we, after the most perfect space shuttle landing ever. Onto, well, capsule, not <laughs> the, shuttle. Ca- the capsule, the most perfect landing ever on solid ground. Right. Not an ocean. <laughs> It landed like in the Cotswolds or something. Yeah, it was like, oh, they're like, every everything's fine. Uh, so we find out these guys won't open, they won't open their their capsule. Yep. And the doctor, you know, they're like, we we don't have permission. It's basically a loop. It's like a a loop of them going it, like, give us permission to land. We don't have permission. It literally turns out to be a tape recorder. Yeah, it a turns voice out. activated tape recorder. Yeah, and the and basically. The doctor's like, all right, I'll handle this. And he t- tries to, like, ask them different questions. And they keep giving the same answer. And he's like, right, cut it open. Yep. You're right, just cut it open. I, you know, do do we want to hit each of the cliffhangers? Or can I talk a little bit about this, the second episode? Yeah, here? I mean, w- whatever's clever, I'm fine with it. Okay, okay. Because they, obviously, you know, uh, uh, unit goes to recover the capsule. Yes. Oh, God. Haul it, haul it back. And there is... Not only just you know thrilling footage of this flatbed truck doing two miles an hour, um, but this helicopter yes. swooping in, and I notice the because um, every 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 aircraft has to have like um, some sort of number, yeah, or or, or 
sequence of alphanumerics on the side or on the tail to identify it. This one, it literally says G-A-W-F-L. It says God-awful. Yes. On the helicopter. Yeah, I noticed that too. And then we get this just crazy action scene where they kind of come in and uh, uh, capture the truck. They're dropping bombs. Yes. And and they literally later on say smoke bombs. It's not actual bombs, just smoke bombs. Yeah. Um, and the doctor comes rocking up like after the truck gets hijacked, starts, uh, uh, blocks the road with, with Bessie, Bessie. Yes. With Bessie. Um, plays the doddering old man being like, oh, I can't get it to start. Please help me push it. Push it out of the road. I'm so sorry. Um, they push it and he hits the, not the anti-theft device, the anti-thief device. Oh, <laughs> which emits a noise and literally like glues these guys. Yes. To Betsy. Yes. And the doctor is like, all right, chaps, thanks. Hops in the truck and rolls out. Yeah. Just gets <laughs> out I'm of like, there. What just happened? Yeah. It's absolutely bonkers. I completely it, forgot. About it. That was our first like yes. big gunfight. Yes. Well, yes. no, actually there was, um, there was the gunfight in the first episode where the unit, uh, team kind of shows up to where like these I thought they were oh, like, yes. like these mob boss types and they have like this shootout in a in a warehouse yeah and it, it's also weird because I mean that's our first kind of like what's going on here is we're you know we're in an abandoned warehouse right and these guys in suits like you mentioned are trying to like pinpoint they're trying to answer the <clears throat> message that is being broadcast and yes. they find out unit has closed in on their location. And the main guy says, don't kill anyone unless it's absolutely necessary, which kind of made me go, huh, that's weird. I think it's a secret code for kill everyone. Well, I mean, that guy had the brig uh, dead to rights and he's like, no, nah, I'm good and surrendered. Oh, that's that's true. Yeah. Um, And, I, you know, I don't know how many people actually ended up dying there, but, you know, he... He, he maybe he didn't pass the command down perhaps you know things get busy things get a little out of control you know yeah. you forget to communicate yeah. it happens who knows who knows but uh i'm trying to think of what other ones we had that were just like this is this is crazy this is in terms crazy. of cliffhangers yeah oh episode episode three was really good because we go from a car chase to a foot chase uh to literally uh, uh liz hanging off a bridge over water over water yeah um that was a good one uh i think we get some like spooky hand of a of of one of the astronauts looming over the doctor yes at the end of the fourth one yes because sir james was just murdered yes oh yes that's right that's right oh number episode five has probably got to be one of the best because that's when you're like doctor there's a ufo headed your way yes um, and maybe I'm just biased and that's my favorite one. Uh, six, uh, we get a straight up, uh, doctor getting a gun to the face. Yeah. Basically the doctor has agreed to help these people with their device. And another guy kind of comes in after the fact and is like, well, I was told to murder you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but we'll save, we'll save the very ending of episode seven for holy moly. Cause it's, it's hilarious. Yes, um, absolutely. Uh, I mean, <laughs> let's uh, let's dig into our ambassadors here a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, a lot going on there. Mainly, I mean, we do get a glimpse of them. They are blue. Um, they, the, yeah. They kind of look mossy. Lumpy. They look lumpy and mossy. Um, their suits that they are wearing, I know they are, are astronaut suits, but these are great-looking astronaut suits. Yeah, and and I love the fact that we we actually we we get another of death story where the doctor has to pilot a hastily assembled rocket. Yes, into space, but at least this time he gets a spacesuit. Very true, and he also says he can handle. The, that's my favorite part. He's like, "Oh, don't worry, I can handle the G force," and it's <laughs> like clearly he could not. He could barely yes. handle it. Yes. That's one of the great things. If you see, if you ever get a chance to f- see old uh, footage of John Pertwee playing other roles, uh, especially comedic roles, uh-huh. he can do some crazy faces. Like he can, he can pull some serious faces. Um, and he gets the chance to do that here where he's launched up into space Yes. And making this kind of like crazy, like, you know, uh, this is too many G's guys. Yes. Kind of face. Oh, uh, so that was, that was totally worth it. Ugh. Um, our, but our ambassadors, yeah. When, like when the, when the mothership rocks up and we get like, I don't know the head ambassador, the main yeah, ambassador, the big the giant ambassador, head. Yes. The big giant yes. head. Oh, I miss that show. I would, yeah, I might that pitch that to, show. uh, yeah, I might pitch that to Lauren. Lauren. Yeah, she'd love it. She'd love it. That's such a fun show. Um, Third Rock from the Sun, folks. If yes, you have it, yes. Look it up. Um, anyway, um, when when we when we finally see like video footage of him, it's like he's in his office and hasn't bothered to pull up blinds to talk to people. Yes, <laughs> I'm like, why are we seeing you through an office window behind the blinds? Behind the blinds. Behind blue blinds. Nailed it. There we yes, go. Yes. There you go. Um, I love alliteration. <laughs> it's just such a weird thing. Like, why would, like, guys, this costume just is not going to pass muster. This this really does. Well, what can we do? Well, let's make them stand behind the blinds. Yes. Like, so, I don't get it. Uh, we got a, co- a couple of other interesting elements with that accompanied our ambassadors and mm-hmm. it's that weird like i i want to call it soothing music whenever they're kind of like i don't even know what instruments are used it sounds like I, a lot of woodwind yes. there is yeah boy i the music in this story it is i just called it this tinkly music there you go which i know half our audience is well but I had you to know what it what? sounds like it sounds like if you were waiting for a spa appointment. Okay. I could see that. I kind of likened it. It kind of felt like the beginning of like some Pink Floyd song. There you go. I mean that. Yes. I couldn't tell you which one. Like right. I really, I don't know that much Pink Floyd, um, but it totally had that kind of vibe to it. I could see that. But that also reminds me when the, uh, when the, the capsule docks in the very first episode the music that is playing at that point reminded me a lot of David Bowie's life on Mars. It was the or- organ kind of music, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I loved like, that. I'm like, dude, are they like, are they ripping off Bowie right now? And I literally had to go look real quickly. This story came out a year before that song was released. Ah, wow. Yeah. Too bad. We never got Bowie on Dr. Who. That oh my 
God, that would have been epic. That would have been epic. so cool. So cool. But yeah, the, um, but the anyway, organ yes, the astronaut music. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we've definitely got some some vibes going for sure. Yeah, and it, it wasn't, you know, we just mentioned two two distinct songs that are happening. There, I mean, there was a lot of other songs I thought throughout that I was like, I like, we have done episodes where I don't notice music at all, mm-hmm. but I was very yep. aware of the music, and it's not because it was like, overpowering or whatever it was it was good i was like oh this is this is really good yeah there was and and there were even you know long sequences without music so it's not like yes you know um it was trying to punctuate everything there there were certain scenes where you didn't need it yeah and so they just kind of left it alone and just kind of let the scene be and and that and that worked to good effect yeah and i mean uh, there was also the the sound effect i i called it a staticky noise that followed the astronauts okay. around, but it's probably a, is it a Geiger counter? Well, no, uh, a Geiger, Geiger counter, counter is, Geiger counter a something. Geiger counter is going to be that clicky, clicky, clicky. Yes. Sound. Um, that, see, this is, this is what I get for being into like bizarre radio transmissions <laughs> and number stations and stuff like that. Um, so that, that kind of like hiss crackle that you get when the, when the, the ambassadors are kind of like walking through, like they're giving off this kind of static electricity sound. Yeah. If you go and there are websites where you can actually tune into shortwave radio. And if you just catch a station somewhere that has nothing transmitting on it and it's just background sound, uh-huh. that's what this is. Uh. Like it's, it's, I totally recognize it. This, this is just like shortwave radio background sound. All right. Um, but the way they use it in the story is really good. Yes, absolutely. It's they use it. They use it for the um, for like a horror effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's and, it, and it totally it does it does a good job of, of ramping up the tension anytime these characters come into scene. Because once you figure out that all they need to do is touch you or the metal thing that you're standing next to, yeah, and you get jolted, um, it's like oh oh god, who are they going to touch? What are they going to touch next? <laughs> Uh, th- there was there was a lot of oh my god there was a lot of touching going on Taylor oh, oh my uh, my Welcome goodness it is podcast after dark Again. so we did have the ex- explode like <laughs> one of my favorite things was just the exploding metal panels we had a lot of those I feel like yes. anytime they the ambassadors touched something it had just that like explodey effect and I enjoyed that but the main effect that they used was this this graphic. It was like a orange blotch effect. Yes. Whenever yes. they, it, it was almost looked like um, a Rorschach kind of. If if you could imagine a game show in which a giant orange X would appear on the screen when you get like knocked out of the game, but turn it into a Rorschach blot. And the, yeah, honestly, I'm surprised Nickelodeon didn't use this because it <laughs> the, the screenshot I took almost looks like an N. Yes, and they could have just uh, put a, a white lettered Nickelodeon in the middle. Um, you are absolutely correct, Taylor. What did you think of this? Um, it felt very period correct. <laughs> this story, I don't know what else to call it. Right. Um, it's you know they've got to come up with some kind of you know like a ray gun effect or some. I, I know what they're going after. You know, you've got the static, this electrical charge, right? I'm sure they pictured it as these amazing lightning bolts, you know, yeah. as, as, as the electricity just, you know, zaps, whatever they touch. 
Um, but the technology of the day would only allow uh, for this this splattered Nickelodeon N. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, 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 I don't know if I if I liked it or if I hated it. It was just kind of like, well, I know these people are dead now because the giant somebody threw orange paint at the screen. Yes, they've been paint splattered. Yes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure how I feel about it. It it was indeed different, and like you said, you know, it was probably very much time appropriate. Yep. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was definitely interesting. But I, I think I think you did come up with, and I I'm pretty sure you gift, uh, possibly one of the best. <laughs> oh yes, one of the best. Uh, 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 zapped deaths in this in this story. Yeah, I'm always. You know what? We might actually have to do an, a new segment called "Best Death." Okay, <laughs> where we get that's just... kind of funny because I actually know somebody who is in a band called Best Death. Oh boy, look at those sync ties. Right, um, but, but yes, I, I think hit, hit best, me with it. I think Best Deaths would be would be very funny. But this guy, um, basically the ambassador kills this is at the beginning of episode four no this is at the beginning of the the sixth episode i believe okay because he he, sir james has just been murdered and i believe the doctor is about to get got and he is saved by someone who i cannot remember at this time and then the asked or the uh ambassador is like i gotta go and he starts to walk towards the front door, mm-hmm. and this this unnamed soldier comes in and is like, "Hey!" And the ambassador, you know, gives him the old Midas touch, and he, <laughs> you know, the the X goes up. He kind of like stumble walks into a wall, and then just fall falls over. It was it looked very awkward. And all the while, the the astronaut is just like ho hum walking through the door. Yep, like just moving on on to the next and, one. And I'm trying to remember what what comment did you put on it? Uh, oh, it was me. Uh, I am, uh, or no, the astronaut is everything I wanted to get done this weekend, and I am the soldier. Yes, yes. that's right. Yeah, that's right. Very fitting, very apt, very Thank nicely you. done, and Thank you. and our inaugural best death. Thank you. Um. There were, I mean, and we talked, you talked about some of the comedy that um, John Pertwee can give us. There was a couple of like really great deliveries throughout this, but one that really stood out to me was when the doctor's like, oh yeah, you know, I'll man the rocket. Don't worry about it. And he goes, oh, you know, the the extra G-force wouldn't worry me. And the the guy in control goes, it wouldn't worry, worry you if the rocket blew up on takeoff. And we cut back to the doctor, and he goes, ah. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, correct. Yes. Love that. <laughs> very, very funny. Um, yeah, a lot of great stuff going on here. But I think we do need to talk about the end if there's nothing else to Oh, you know what? You know what? Uh, let me, before we do that, um, one, you know I'm a gearhead. I have to point out that we get a vintage Jaguar police car, which is very cool. Oh, Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Um, because yeah, but not only that, we have got our shadowy bad guys, and they're transforming box fan. Yes, oh my, God. that that was fantastic. 
that was absolutely fantastic because I am sitting there, you know, on the couch watching it. I've got my phone propped up on my laptop so I can take notes. And Perrin leans over. This is, what is this, episode three or four? I think it it might be four. No, it's episode three. Um, And so um, this van, they've just, oh, what? They've just, like, nabbed... um, the ambassadors, uh-huh. I think. And so they've loaded them into the back and the van goes from being like, you know, hey ho furniture. Yes. Or whatever. You see the license plate do the old James Bond switcheroo <laughs> yep. as it rotates to another uh, license plate. And, and my son's there going like, what is this like spinning license plate thing, dad? And I'm like trying to explain it to him. And then in like this... um you know, uh, stop motion animation, literally the sides of the van flip down to be like this other company logo. Yes. And then the van drives off. And I'm like, that was awesome. Yes. That was such a great little trick. And so we, 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 the van transforming scene. I just, I love it. Oh yeah. Love it. Love it. And then that, oh, and that's when they go seal off the entrances, but they're already gone, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Like the call to like shut down the base. Yeah. I was like, they've just rolled out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, oh you yeah. know, you know what? There are a couple of other things I wanted to talk about in episode. And I mentioned this to you. I think mm. this is episode. Let me count my dashes here. One. <laughs> two three behind the scenes this is how we separate episodes four, from my episodes oh it watch. is epi- i think it's episode six we get okay. this random dude because this is when the the doctor is going to to take off but there's sabotage afoot Changing. and we get Changing. this this ninja man who is yes. just like dropping people onto the concrete he's mm-hmm. fighting people he's fighting his way through where the doctor is going to take off so he can sabotage the uh, the takeoff. And it's mm-hmm. just like, this dude is out of his mind. And I think I messaged you and I said, I want to see him take on the... Um, the Raston Warrior robot. Yes, I would love to yes. see this one-on-one fight because this dude yeah. is a crazy ninja. That would be fantastic. I would love to um, see I also, I also love the, the old suitcase bomb. The suitcase bomb, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we get... We get the old suitcase bomb in episode four. Yes. And 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 the guy who's like gonna plant it gets got, and this bomb is so powerful that it kills only the person immediately next to <laughs> Yes. What a bomb. And and you know, just basically smokes up the rest of the room. Yes. And then, you know, we also get like oh man, what else do we get? We get the I just read a note and then I scrolled past it. Oh, the doc- the doctor getting poisoned or not poisoned? Oh, yes. That you know, there's just like a lot of a lot of James Bond esque stuff going on here. Absolutely, absolutely. That that is that was that was kind of their goal with the third Doctor yeah. era. Is, is James Bond was huge in the UK, and they were like, "Well, we have to make Doctor Who James Bond, or else kids are not going to be into it." <laughs> And so they gave him a frilly shirt and a, and a and a cape and a car and a car and a car and, and Venusian Aikido. I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say. <laughs> um, but I mean, we did talk about all of these cliffhangers, but 
nothing compares to the end of this serial, I feel. Oh my gosh. Yes. Where <laughs> basically we have exposed our bad guy for basically mm-hmm. what he's trying to do. We're going to return our ambassadors and get our astronauts back who who think they are on Earth in quarantine, which is um, uh, hits too close to home. Uh, right. And, and watching the rugby or something. Yeah. And they're just kind of chilling. And basically what happens is and I don't think I don't think Liz comes with him. He literally just is like, well, uh, you know what? no, I don't think she does. <laughs> I think he's like, well, well, everyone. Uh, have a good trip and just walks away and, yeah. and then the episode ends he very literally is just starts like, walking okay away. Yeah. You guys, he literally says okay you guys can take it from here you guys, i'm out yeah you guys got this handled uh, I, I gotta go and you see him running down the hall and hopping into the tardis yeah just <laughs> hopping in the tardis no he he just leaves he just um, walks he stage leaves. left yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just gone I'm sorry. I'm thinking of all the other stories that we run into. I think we even get into Robots of Death, yeah. where the Doctor and Leela are like, "Okay, we're See? good. <laughs> we're out of here." We, we just, we just, yeah, exit stage. Yes, yeah, and the Doctor leaves Finn. That's yeah. basically well, that's exactly like it's very, very strange. Just a very abrupt ending. But I mean, it, like it is. And you've had seven episodes. Yeah. Like, why do we get an abrupt ending after seven episodes? I don't know. I have no idea. They're probably just dumb with it at that point. They're like, how many did we do? Be. This was dumb. They might be. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, do we have anything else? I guess, you know what? Would we would we recommend this? Would you recommend this to? Um, um, it's hard. It's a lot. It, 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 it is. You know what? It is. It is very much kind of on the fence for me. I don't really think it was a bad story by any means. And there is really some kind of bonkers uh hilariousness that ensues yeah in it it obviously if you're going to be a completist be a completist you don't need me to recommend it or not um this might be one to kind of just have on in the background yeah while you're you know doing laundry or maybe you've got a sewing project and you need some some noise in the house to distract you from i don't know poking your fingers or whatever (laughs) maybe that's just me that it happens to i don't know um but yeah, maybe this would make just a good background noise episode and you kind of like check in on it every now and then and being like, oh, oh look, that, that van transformed. Um, <laughs> or wow, the doctor's, you know, in a dashing bathrobe. Oh, he's being held Whatever. at gunpoint again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I will. S- uh, sorry, Taylor. Yeah. I will say one no, thing that I forgot to mention that I just scrolled down and saw you also mentioned. I think we really <clears> need to give a shout out to how they filmed our astronauts in space in, in the slow motion kind of effect. Yeah. I yeah. really I like dug that. that. Yeah. I really yeah, dug that. That was well done. And I, and I think also, obviously I think we have to tip our hats to uh, the enormous amount of stunt work. Oh my. Yes. That, Oh, that this the guy who gets shot has. and does like a, he, he does a backflip down these stairs. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of great stunt work as well. Yeah, so if if you enjoy stunt work, I would recommend. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think I don't know, like if you're if you're just. I think you have to be really into Doctor Who to to sit down and watch this. <laughs> that could. I mean, it's seven episodes. 
Um, I mean, there are a lot of good elements, but I feel like you have to be like, yeah, I'm, I really want to watch this. So, I mean, right. I, I, I think I would recommend it to people. Yeah. That are completists. And maybe, I don't know if you like soothing music while aliens one touch kill people. There you go. I don't know. All right. I'm going to start hitting these buttons. Hit them. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. Oh boy, Taylor, there is so much. Usually I do a nice little recap. I go, Hey, we had an explosion. They got, this guy got punched Mm -hmm. there. There's so much to cover here that I'm not even sure I can get through it all. We had at least two huge gunfights. Yeah. uh, Possibly a third one that I could be forgetting. Um, we had a man who got shot, like I just mentioned, and did a backflip downstairs. Yeah, uh, which was insane. What else? We had yeah, a bunch of explosions. Was... Yes, bunch yeah. of explosions. We had the, uh, I guess they were smoke bombs, but at the time I thought they were just dropping bombs out of a helicopter. Well, I mean, let's let's call it what it is. We had a helicopter attack. Yeah, we rented a helicopter. Everyone, <laughs> <laughs> we rented. The hell, the the G awful helicopter. That's right, we <laughs> god awful helicopter. We rented it. We had a bunch of guns being pulled on people. We had a bunch of single touch deaths. We had we had a lot going on yeah. here. I'm gonna give this an eight and a half. That's exactly where I was. There we go. That is exactly where I was. I think the stunt work for sure brings that up a lot like we talked about my crazy ninja guy there's some crazy stuff going on in there um i know they filmed it to make it look like a dude had fallen off the top of that scaffolding and the stunt work wasn't you know a person literally falling off of there but i mean there's a lot of crazy stuff so yeah i think um 8.5 sounds pretty good to me sounds pretty good to me all right let's um found some change Behind this couch, see if there's anything else under there. Cat toys. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the couch scare. <laughs> All right, Taylor. Look, this story is not particularly scary. No. Um, it is definitely violent at times. Um, it is a tad bit tense. Um, but at the same time, the age of the story um, probably is not going to give the kids the creepy crawlies. Yeah. Um, it, 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 again, there's, there is so much of this like spy master back and forth. Yeah. Thing that kind of, you know, I've, I've talked before, you know, like if, if you're thinking about kids, you know, look at what they watch. It's got much faster, much tighter pacing. Um, and they're not going to come to the story and be like, okay, so wait, what did that guy do again? Which guy was this the guy <laughs> who was like, was he the bad guy? Yeah. Was he a, I can't tell it. I mean, you know, I'm going to play my Nintendo switch. There you go. Um, so yeah, it's, <laughs> but I mean, you know, an older teen who might kind of like the spy genre. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Give it a go. Why not? Why not? All right. So. Next time, it's my it's my my week or my turn. It is, and um, 
after a seven parter, you kind of just need you need a a good old fashioned modern who to cleanse the palate. I was gonna say you need a palate cleanser. You need a palate cleanser. That is that is true. And so next time we will be watching. And I double checked to make sure we hadn't watched it before, and we have not. Uh, we're going to be watching uh, Nightmare in Silver. Nice. Starring Matt Smith as the doctor, Jenna Louise Coleman as Claire Oswald, and Nicholas Briggs as the voice of the Cybermen. Uh, it was written by Neil Gaiman. I've, yeah. heard, I've heard of him. And it was directed by... He's, um, he's written things. He has indeed written things. One of those things I don't much care for, which is the Sandman. Um, yeah. Where was the Sandman? He He's barely in it. Anyway. Uh, he... I- don't know he's he's in sleep somewhere there you go. oh no no and it was directed by uh oh boy i didn't even uh practice this uh it looks like it's stephen uh wolfenden yeah stephen there wolfenden there we go i did it so that's what we're gonna be watching next time nice little awesome nice little cleanser i was i was gonna go with with cold war but i feel like that time has passed for now at least <laughs> all right for now i did look at it and i went yeah we should watch this i went no i don't know i also think this might nightmare and silver might be i picked it because i think it aired in april oh okay i could be wrong i can't remember i looked at a bunch of stuff but anyway that's it for us this week but you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at the podcastica you can follow me on twitter at jp thrice and you can follow taylor on twitter at Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Look for the animated version of Taylor and myself coming out of that TARDIS and rate and review us as well. And you can also head on over to SoundCloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. And I can't remember if I updated this before our last episode, but head on over to shop.spreadshirt.com slash N-O-T-L-G. That is the correct link uh for our spread shirt and i uploaded not only uh all night with with the living geeks gear which you can get Mm -hmm. there uh i uploaded some new podcastica stuff that you can you can get on there now so wide variety spread shirt updated how they let you create merchandise and it is so easy now nice and i love it and patreon.com slash notlg but also we're still in it folks i know some of us are half vaccinated, fully vaccinated, maybe getting our first shot in the arm tomorrow. We're still in the pandemic. Our local businesses still need help. So uh, support them any way you can. Retweets, uh, share their stuff out, uh, or you know, probably just purchase stuff from them. They might enjoy that as well. Uh, Indeed. Do anything you can. Support your local shops and artists. Please! All right, so that is it for us this time. Join us again next time when we talk about Nightmare and Silver. We'll see you guys then. Bye. See ya. Yeah, we rented a helicopter, everyone. <laughs> we rented the hel- the, the G-awful helicopter. That's right. We rented a <laughs> god-awful helicopter.